Welcome to Central Coast Chat, the podcast all about what's happening in the Monterey County area. I'm your host, Angelica Cabral, a reporter and podcaster with the Salinas Californian, part of the USA Today slash Gannett Network. This week I spoke with our local congressman, Jimmy Panetta, about the inauguration, the new presidential administration, immigration, and other issues he wants to work on. So welcome. Can you start off by telling our listeners just a little bit about yourself and your background in the Salinas area? Sure. Thank you very much. Uh, uh, I'm, J- I'm Jimmy Panetta. I'm the United States representative for the Central Coast of California, uh, which lies in the 20th Congressional District. Uh, it encompasses uh, all of Monterey County, a majority of Santa Cruz County, all of San Benito County, just a sliver of Santa Clara County in the Gilroy area. Uh, I grew up there uh, in, a, in a family where my grandfather was an Italian immigrant, uh, came over in 1921 and basically had $5 in his pocket and was labeled a peasant, uh, literally a peasant, uh, when he landed at Ellis Island. But uh, fortunately, he made his way across the country and ended up on the Central Coast um, and basically uh, wanted to live the American dream by giving his family a better life. And the way I was always taught is that because we were allowed to live the reality of that dream, we should always give back to the country and community that gave us so much. So, um, you know, that's why I've kind of lived a life of public service and am honored to represent the place where I grew up, where my grandfather came to, uh, where my family uh, and my two daughters uh, are being raised at this point to have that same sense of community and that same sense of belonging uh, there on the Central Coast. So uh, look forward to continuing to do that for the next two years in this role as a congressman for the Central Coast. Uh, and promoting uh, and our values, uh, but also protecting the people there on the Central Coast. It's going to be a little bit, I hope it's going to be a little bit easier with the new administration that actually understands what it means, uh, everything that I just said, and that ability to give back and to serve, um, but also continue to work on um, the major issues that we're being faced with right now, from COVID, uh, the health crisis, to the economic crisis, to uh, infrastructure and affordable housing and immigration reform, and obviously the fights for equality uh, at the social justice level, but also at the economic level as well. So um, it's a good day today, or a few days after the inauguration, uh, and let's hope for another good uh, four years in which we're actually getting things done for the American people. Because now more than ever, uh, I firmly believe anybody, anybody who's in public office has to understand it's our job to make government work for people so that we can actually affect their lives. So that kind of gives you a sense of where I'm from and what I'm about in this position. So thanks. Great. Thank you. And yeah, talking about this new administration, were you at the inauguration? That's correct. I mean, we, we had just, uh, I mean, look at the, you know, look, the last four years, I've only been in this job a limited time. Um, and, but it's only been a time where I've had a president Trump, uh, in this job. And so, um, you know, that's been a whirlwind. But I got to tell you, these last two weeks going from an insurrection to an impeachment to an inauguration, but now with so much hope for improvement, uh, it really has been a, an emotional roller coaster. But I'm definitely glad to be in this location at this point. Normally, uh, you've got you've got me on a fly out day where I'm in Washington, D.C., and I'm headed back to the Central Coast. And and every day I'm here in Washington, I'm always yearning to get back home, trust me. But I got to say, being in Washington, D.C. on Wednesday, January 20th at 12 p.m. Uh, was, it, was a good moment to be here 
to recognize um, the resilience uh, of the United States of America and where we can go with the President Joe Biden and a historic, historic Vice President Kamala Harris. So you've touched on this a little bit, but can you talk a little bit more about what it's like to be involved in politics specifically during this era? <laughs> yeah. Um, look, I, I, I got into this job um, based on the foundation that I spoke of uh, in my introductory paragraph and that, you know, in politics, but I look at it more as in public service, you really have the opportunity to affect people's lives. Uh, I knew that in basically hearing the stories from people on the Central Coast that were really having trouble with the federal government and they didn't know who to turn to. And so they went to their Congress member with an immigration issue, with an IRS issue, with the social security issue, with a veterans issue, with a military issue, issues that really are personal to them. And they were able to get the service that they needed from their Congress member uh, that actually affected their lives. And so as I look at it, if you're going into public service, you have to realize that it really is about um, serving the people that you represent. And that a lot of times isn't glorious work. It isn't fun work, but it's work. And that's why we're here to serve individuals on a case by case basis to make sure that government works for them. And so I believe that anybody, especially now, Angelica, especially now with the pandemic, government needs to work for people. And so I don't care what level of government you're in from uh, federal level to state level to local level. You have to understand that. You have to understand that you need to be in this job to help people. That's the foundation. And I think that's why that saying of all politics is local really rings true because it is about individuals. It's about individual service and it's about helping people. And, and I gotta say, for the past four years, we've seen what happens when people go into public office not having that understanding or not having those values. We saw it with President Trump. I firmly believe that. He was in there, uh, I believe, to serve himself. It, and you see what happened with the catastrophe of that administration in that, um, you know, basically the Republican Party started off when I got in Congress, they were in charge of the White House, they were in charge of the Senate, they were in charge of the House. Now look at it. four years later after the Trump administration, you have Joe Biden and Kamala Harris in the White House. You have a Democratic Senate and you have a, 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 a Democratic House uh, led a, a Democratic led House of, House of Representatives. Uh, and so I think people are yearning for leadership. They're yearning for service. They're yearning for normalcy. And I think that's why we're in the position that we're in to uh, basically um, bring that back to them. And that, uh, you know, it may not be as sexy and CNN and Fox won't get as many viewers because there won't be as many yelling. But you know what? We're not here. I'm not here to yell at people. I'm here to get things done. Don't get me wrong. I'll yell at people if I have to, but to get things done. And uh, that's what's important. And I think that's what people who are in public office need to know that we're not in the entertainment industry. We're in the legislation industry. Uh, it's not about how many uh, clicks you get or likes that you get or how many tweets that you have. This is a job where it's how many people you actually affect. That's, that's why I'm in this position. And I want to switch gears a little bit and talk about Biden's new immigration plan, which is likely going to affect a lot of farm workers. What are your thoughts on this new plan? Yeah, look, I, I, I commend uh, the Biden administration for uh, going big in the sense that um, it's the, the bill that was put forward uh, is sort of a, a, a what's called a comprehensive immigration bill. 
in the sense that they deal with the legalization of those that are here in an undocumented status. They deal with uh, revamping the visa process, and yes, they deal with border security as well. Very similar to the 2013 Senate bill, Senate Bill 744, that was passed out of the Senate, but excuse me, but did not get a vote uh, in the House of Representatives. And since then, unfortunately, nothing's been done uh, because uh, there's been too many people who are too quick to politicize um, the, the immigration reform and scapegoat immigrants, unfortunately. Uh, they don't come from the Central Coast of California. They don't come from a family uh, of immigrants like me and, and like many people uh, there on the Central Coast of California. They don't realize how important immigrants are, and not just to our economy, uh, but to our community and to our culture of who we are as a nation of immigrants, as Americans, as a nation of risk takers, people who took the risk to come here to give their families that better life that I talked of earlier, to, to fulfill that, that, that American dream. Uh, and it's up to us to be able to provide those opportunities for them. An immigration reform bill, as comprehensive and as big as the Biden administration, will do that. Don't get me wrong. It will basically provide that pathway to citizenship for those who have been here and have contributed uh, and, and will continue to do so. Uh, in regarding uh, providing that pathway, that quick pathway for those uh, dreamers and their family members. And yes, farm workers, people who have come here to work in agriculture, our number one industry on the Central Coast, and want to stay working in agriculture, uh, provide them that opportunity. It will then also, like I said, revamp the uh, visa process and making it um, a little more streamlined and easier for people to get work permits to come here and provide them with the opportunities as to why they come here, exactly why they come here, and also the opportunities to then, if they continue to contribute here and be a part of, of who we are, uh, provide them with that pathway if necessary. And then also lo looking at our border security, making sure that we have a reasonable, practical, and humane border security. It's not just about kicking people out and keeping people out. It's about making sure that People who want to come here have the opportunity to do that uh, within the laws that we have in place at this point. So it's a big bill. It's a really good bill. And I look forward to being an instrumental part here in the House of Representatives to passing that type of bill and to doing something on immigration reform, something that's so needed uh, in so many communities, especially ours on the central coast of California. And on that note, you touched on this a little bit earlier, but what are some other issues you're really eager to work with this administration on? Yeah, look, I think right out of the shoot, this Biden administration understands this. We got to fix COVID and we got to fix our economy, uh, number one. We can do that. That gives us an excellent foundation to do so many other things that, that we have to do. Uh, look, we got to fix COVID with, and I think you're seeing that in the first two days within this Biden administration, him taking executive actions that actually demonstrate the leadership that's necessary to tackle, to fight, and to eventually defeat the COVID pandemic. Um, and we didn't have that before, to be honest with you. We sort of had a fractured, a fractured strategy when it came to dealing with the pandemic of federally funded, state mandated, locally executed. Now, I believe President Biden, as he said, understands that this is a wartime effort. We need to make sure that the federal government has more of an instrumental role, not just with funding the resources, but actually funding and providing some of the resources and definitely a unified strategy behind it. We've seen some of the issues when it comes to that fractured strategy 
with the vaccine distribution. Um, you're seeing basically the federal government said, okay, we'll invest in it, in the distribution and the development of vaccines, and then it's up to the state and local governments to get it into people's arms. And you've seen the issues. We've seen it there in Monterey County uh, on some of the issues that that creates. So therefore, I believe that the seeing and hearing from President Biden, seeing these steps he's taken, there's going to be more of a federal effort, like I said, not just to fund, but to actually provide the infrastructure necessary so that we can get the vaccines into our communities and more importantly into everybody's arms so because i do believe the more back the more vaccine you get out there the quicker we can defeat this disease so that's important then obviously passing another stimulus package so that we can get back on our feet uh when it comes to the economy make sure we protect uh and, and rehabilitate those who are really affected uh by this pandemic which we see on the central coast uh, and making sure we continue to protect our essential workers from our farm workers uh, and, and also providing more PPP loans to our hospitality industry that's taken a big hit there in Monterey County and on the Central Coast. Uh, and also making sure that those who are renters are provided relief as well. And so many other areas uh, that we worked on in um, previous stimulus packages and then uh, another stimulus packages package, which is so needed, including funding for state and local governments. And then I believe that will give us the foundation to continue to tackle the crises that we've experienced for the past four years, our climate crisis. Uh, making sure that we reduce our carbon output with uh, ways like my legislation of, of basically putting a fee on our carbon output and then taking that money and reinvesting it in communities of color that were hit the hardest uh, when it comes to the climate crisis, but also reinvesting some of that money into making uh, into research and development so that green energy uh, is cheaper and more accessible to everybody at the same time. And then it's infrastructure, making sure that we realize that no longer is infrastructure just about roads and jobs or bridges and jobs. It's about affordable housing and jobs. It's about green energy and jobs. It's about schools and hospitals and jobs. Uh, and having that, and it's about, of course, what we saw that uh, a big difference uh, uh, in the in the pandemic was um, broadband and the lack of. Even in a county like Monterey County, you people still don't have adequate broadband. So making sure we have broadband investment as well, uh, and clean drinking water as well. So it's a, it's a, you got to think big when it comes to infrastructure. And I think we're, we're, we did that in the bill that we passed in Congress. And I believe President Biden uh, wants to do that in an infrastructure investment bill uh, that he'll eventually put forward. And then of course, it's dealing with uh, immigration like like we've discussed, but also the equality issues, okay? And dealing with the issues that were so apparent over the summer and have been apparent with the systemic racism uh, that's there in certain systems of government that we have. Um, we need to not only look at the policing aspect of it with the Justice and Policing Act, the George Floyd Justice and Policing Act, but also the economic inequalities that have been basically uh, uh, highlighted and widened during this pandemic and during the past four years. Uh, we need to look at ways as how we can close that gap, passing an earned income tax credit so that we can support those families who are actually working but just um, don't meet that economic level and give them that help uh, with certain tax credits. A child tax credit, a child and, and dependent uh, care tax credit as well. And even thinking outside the box of sort of like possibly a baby bond where every baby that's born, no matter what race or what social level, uh, every baby gets a certain 
amount of money to be invested that can be used uh, for educational purposes once they re, re, reach a certain age. So uh, there's a lot to do, Angelica, um, and I'm just I feel so honored and, and actually very excited knowing that we have an administration that wants to get things done for the American people, wants to actually do the work and roll up the sleeves to bring both sides to the table to basically pass legislation, meaningful, long-lasting legislation, so that we can do what I came here to do, affect people's lives. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. For more of our coverage, check out our website, www.thecalifornian.com, and follow us on Twitter at Sal News. New episodes of our podcast go live on our website every Friday at 4 p.m., and you can also listen to us on iTunes. Just search Central Coast Chat.